Welcome to the LaCoy Family Podcast and day 300 of our chronological Bible reading plan. Today we are reading chapters 14 and 15 of the book of Luke. And these are some favorite passages, favorite chapters, favorite parables of many people, and myself included. The parable of the lost son is included in chapter 15 today that we'll read. Beautiful story that tells us more about the nature of God. And I pray that we will gain understanding and increase our faith as a result of reading today. Let's get started with Luke chapter 14. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. There in front of him was a man suffering from dropsy. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in the law, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him away. Then he asked them, If one of you has a son or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull him out? And they had nothing to say. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, Give this man your seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, Friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all your fellow guests. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Then Jesus said to his host, When you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers, or relatives, or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the man who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, What you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, Go out to the roads and country lanes and make them come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those men who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. 
Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? For if he lays the foundation and is not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Will he not first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to the father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate.
Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Well, it seems to me that Jesus and his disciples and the people of that day were more accustomed to having larger banquets and feasts, longer feasts than what we might be accustomed to today. And here we have more mention of these banquets that Jesus noticed and took took opportunity to speak and teach at one of these banquets where he was at the home of a Pharisee. And he's teaching them actually about having banquets and sitting at places of honor and and inviting guests. It's an interesting thing to think about why you would not attend the banquet, a banquet that a friend invited you to. And what would be your reasons for not attending a banquet or a feast that a friend was hosting? And the note Um, one of the footnotes in my Bible mentioned that these reasons that were given of why these people didn't attend the banquet of buying a field and having to go see it or buying an oxen or getting married, that they were not genuine or legitimate reasons for not coming to a banquet. And I think about, you know, what are, what are the reasons why people don't come to the banquet that God is inviting them to? Why do they not come and want to attend this banquet that God is inviting them to? So that's one thing to think about and meditate on today. And then along with that is this parable of the lost sheep and how there are the 99. And the the note at the end of that section um, says, I tell you that in the same way, There will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. And of course, we know um, that everyone needs to repent. Um, Romans tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So clearly, this is more of kind of an ironic statement or sarcastic statement, I think, of, of these people who thought that they didn't need to repent but really did, clearly, because we're all sinners and need repentance and need forgiveness. And so what, what is this? Um, who are these people who are righteous and don't think that they need to repent? And that's something to consider in the context of, you know, this banquet feast and some who were invited but didn't attend, chose not to attend, and these Pharisees who were 
maybe considering themselves to be righteous and not in need of repentance. And then along with that, then we also have the story of the lost son. And along with the lost son returning and the father welcoming back the lost son who had gone out and squandered all his father's wealth and what many would have just considered unthinkable in that day to go out and squander your father's wealth and waste your inheritance but the father still welcomes him back in what a you know what a horrible sinner that son would have been considered to be and yet the father ran out was watching for him embraced him and killed the fattened calf and celebrated but here's this other son the other the older son who had everything that belonged to the father and yet he refused to go in and rejoice and join the banquet and so you think about the people who were invited to the banquet but didn't come in and the reasons why they gave for not giving in and the the father rejoicing over the one sinner who repents but the 99 who didn't think that they needed to repent and now we have the second son who won't come into the banquet because he considers himself so much better than the younger son who was such a sinner and squandered his father's um, property and, and squandered his inheritance and speaks of himself as having done everything right and always obeying the commands and, and resentful of his father and all that he's been given. It, it seems that he's even resentful towards his father when the father says, but everything I have is yours. So it's something to meditate on, think about today as we go about our day and consider our attitude towards our Heavenly Father who's invited us to this wonderful feast and given us all that He has, access to all the riches of heaven. And what is our response? And will we squander what He's given us like the younger son did and waste what He's given? Will we reject it and, and choose not to rejoice and choose not to even attend the banquet and the feast and, and participate in the rejoicing? Or what? how will we respond? something to meditate on today and I pray that that God will will show his nature to us um, through the reading and through meditating on these chapters today have a great day